0: Love Talk Radio Good morning everybody This is Truth Light and our show is The Light of Truth where we shine the light on some things that we don't always think about as a culture and as people and hopefully give you a different perspective or at least a new way of looking at things if you like and uh, create a happier place to be in your life and in this world so I am coming to you today from Flagstaff, up in the mountains, in the woods, which would be why I was not coming to you yesterday, because sometimes the cable has a mind of its own out here, since we're in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so I missed you all yesterday, and for that I'm sorry, but uh, we're back today. So, um, yeah, so today we're talking about this victim energy that seems to just be entrenching itself in every aspect of our of our society and and in certain ways of our globe it's not necessarily that it's taking over our globe it's taking over the way a lot of people see other people in other countries and so you know we're, we're kind of looking at is victim the new normal you know it used to be if someone was a victim they were um someone that you you wanted to look out for and take care of and because they weren't one of the masses, they were uncommon. And uh now it seems to be a little bit different. So we're going to go into that in just a minute. And uh first of all, I want to again just thank you for joining us and say that we broke 5,000 listens this week, which is pretty nifty and uh, after just 4 weeks on the air. And uh so I want to thank you for that as well. And uh I wanted to um, also just let you guys know about, uh, it's very in tune with this show, and so I really wanted to let you guys know about uh, a book. We have the author of this series on the show occasionally, and she'll be joining us again fairly soon to talk about some other things. But there's a book series called the McDera Chronicles, and the McDera Chronicles are all about a young man who many people would consider a victim and the choices that he chose instead of The Victim Vibration and Why. And it's a really good book for young adults. That was the audience it was gauged for. But uh, we're finding that people of all ages really like it. You really kind of get hooked on it. And uh, so uh, Ian McDera is the, um, I'm sorry, Kian, how did I say Ian? Good God. Kian McDera is the main character in this book, and he's one that people would have considered a victim, and instead, he is this fabulous force for good, and so uh, really, some things occurred that reminded me of the book, which brought us to the topic of the show today, so just because things have happened in your life, doesn't mean that you have to be considered a victim, and uh, so anyway, the books are the McDermott Chronicles. And uh, this particular, the first one that's out is called Overcomer, and you can find them on Amazon, and uh, I believe you can, I'm trying to find the other link now, um, but uh, it's a really, you may find that you want to check these out um, after the show to just kind of give you a different perspective, and so uh, I know that you can find them on Amazon, so we want to uh, take a look at this and find out why is this suddenly what everybody is becoming. Everybody in our country, at least, I don't know about other countries because I'm not there, but in our country, if you're not a victim, it seems, um, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> What's wrong with you that you're not a victim? And so it's a little it's a little interesting to... Uh, to see what's happening here so we're going to i'm sorry i'm trying to multitask here and find the links for you for this book because i i think a lot of you are going to want to check this out um so as i'm talking and i'm not a very good multitasker to be quite honest so we're going to just uh copy paste gotta love google yikes okay there we go I've got it now. So I'm going to post this on the uh on the show, the archive show and description for this particular one so that you can find it. But uh the author is Judy Colella. It's J U D Y C O L E L L A and you can go to amazon.com for the McDerra Chronicles Overcomer uh by Judy Colella and find what you need if you don't see the link when I set it up. So Having said that, now that you have a resource after we're done, we will get down to business. So what I have seen in my 48 years is that suddenly being a victim is what you need to have almost as a badge of honor or a badge of I'm important, I'm here. And it can be minimal levels on up to big big to-do levels, you know, and People who don't see themselves as victims are often seen as, well, you must not have gone through things, you must not have experienced things, you you must just have such a perfect life that nobody's even gonna look at you anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna look at the realities of this. Okay. And although there are a ton of examples I could use as a confidentiality. For you to kind of do through the show is look at your life. Look at how you perceive things. Look at the things you tap into around the world. Um, knowing it because that's what's happening to a lot of us. The TV shows and I, you know, I keep coming back to the TV shows and the movies. But let's be real. That's what a lot of people are shaped by and what a lot of people see as the norm. So on TV, we have all of these soap opera kind of things. And the books that get written are about, you know, in a lot of cases, the stories that are written typically are about some sort of victim overcoming or some sort of, you know, victimization, that kind of thing. And so we really do tap into this victim slash hero slash, you know, um, inspirational story that they've overcome all these things, and while yes, there is that factor of overcoming all these things, and isn't that inspirational? There's also the flip side where we're tuning into that to such a degree where now you're only somebody you're only worth listening to if you've overcome all these things, and to hell with the people that have managed to maintain a life without having to overcome things or who have overcome things and you don't know it because they don't make a big deal about it. They don't go into the victim vibe. So um, for example, with me, I have a lot of abuse in my past. I have a lot of stuff that, you know, when I sit down and I talk to somebody, actually speak with them and open up about those things, they find out that, you know, I would most definitely be considered a victim. (laughs) I don't consider me a victim. And the reason that I'm very careful about who I share with what has happened is because I I don't want anything to do with that vibration. And the second that people hear you have overcome something, it's that look of pity and, oh, oh, that's horrible. Well, now, why is it horrible? It happened. I can't change the fact that it happened. <laughs> you know, I can let it empower me. I can allow that situation that has already occurred and there's nothing I can do about it, I can allow that to empower me and I can find a manner in which to not have things happen again. What happens is when the victim vibration gets rewarded, we create more and more situations in which to be the victim so that we are rewarded. This is how we get our attention now, and it's one of the manners. And and I'm not saying, please, don't get all mad at me and, and stop listening because you think I'm downing people who have gone through things. That is not it. What I'm trying to get across is if we keep putting people who have gone, who have experienced things that we consider to be bad, if we keep putting them in that pity mode, we put that vibration of this is someone to be pitied on them. It's like you're taking a big clump of pity vibe and sticking it to their vibration. And now you've rearranged their vibration so that there's somebody who handles pitiful situations, who comes through trying situations, who, oh, they always, there's always something happening to them. Well, maybe there's always something happening to them because that's, Where they, you know, did you even acknowledge this person when something good was happening? Did you even see them until you heard their victim's story? We, as a nation, at least as a culture, we don't even acknowledge people who are doing, like, oh, life is going smooth. That's awesome. Go, you. You don't have any issues? Woohoo! Look at you go. No, we get, you don't have any issues. Life is going great for you screw you that's what i hear people say i kid you not and i don't understand it but that's a lot of the vibration out there because now if you're not a victim then you must be somebody who just doesn't have any experience with anything and you couldn't even begin to imagine how horrible it is for the other people in the world when in fact perhaps you're just somebody who doesn't doesn't see things from that point of view We all see things differently. But we have created this situation where being the victim is how you get noticed, how you get spoken to, how you get seen, how you are acknowledged in this world. For uh, a lot of women, and now becoming a lot of men too, but for a lot of women, for a long time, being the victim is the only way that people will stop and listen to them. And so... We have all of these victim advocacy sort of groups and, you know, let's help this victim and that victim and the other victim. And I'm not talking about people who, wow, their whole town was just wiped out by a tornado. Let's get together as a community and help them. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, oh, this person's husband left them and they've got the kids to raise. Poor them. You are not doing them any favors. I was that person. Two kids to raise, husband left, out of nowhere. And the last thing in the world I needed was people pitying me. The last thing in the world I needed was for people to see me as a victim because then you're holding me down in this energy of I am forever going to be a victim. And there's no way to get out of that pity energy. I must be helped, I must be, and that's not really, it's not really people wanting to help the victims. It's people wanting to feel better about themselves in most cases. And so we feed this victim vibration, whether it's by tuning into the soap opera type TV shows, even the reality TV shows. And there's so many things where, you know, if you're a victim of something, you get a chance that somebody else who has a who is not seeing themselves as a victim, they wouldn't ever get that chance. We only uh, give opportunities to people who are these tragic stories. And again, by no means am I saying that we shouldn't be helping people with tragic stories. I'm saying if we constantly see them as this whole separate, um, whole separate group from the rest of us regular people, then how is it that you in this country get opportunity? How is it that you receive chances and you receive acknowledgement and you have people looking at you going, wow, look at, look at all you've done. That only counts if you've overcome these horrible circumstances. And in fact, what we're finding is that you know, abuse and sexual abuse and all of these different things that constituted victims back in the day are becoming very normal now. So shouldn't it also be very normal for us to move through them and go on and hopefully break that cycle because we know, okay, well, we didn't like it. So I'm not going to do it down to the next generation. You know, so there is that acknowledging and working through stuff, but have we just become a whole nation of victims then? So, and I know this is kind of a touchy subject because if you're hearing it in one perspective or in several different perspectives, you could take it as I'm very cold-hearted and I'm not. Um, I've overcome, air finger quotes, I've overcome lots of abuse in my life, really hideous, horrible abuse that you just don't talk about. It's not the normal run-of-the-mill abuse, just that horrible abuse you don't talk about. I've overcome, uh, you know, I was kidnapped and raped and almost murdered by a few people in one incident when I was 16. And uh, there, yet another example. Because I was raised with the background that I have been, I didn't allow the victim vibration to come in. And so when I was speaking with the police, the night that happened, I was 16. I was taken off the road and this hideous, Kind of hell for several hours occurred, and I finally got myself to the police and to the hospital and whatnot and The police officers didn't believe me that anything had happened because i wasn't um, I wasn't behaving like a victim ought to, and so they didn't believe that anything had happened because i wasn't acting like they expected a victim to be, and they never acknowledged. That anything happened even though the doctor said clearly what she's saying is true I was beaten head-to-toe it was hideous and the only thing I had going for me was the doctor was saying you guys need to listen to her because she's telling the truth but because I wasn't coming from the victim state of mind they didn't want to listen to me and they never really pursued anything so when we don't jump into the victim vibe when we don't play that part that people expect us to play and become pathetic and pitiful and or shaken and, and we have something going on inside where we go, okay, you know what, I can just handle this. I'm going to handle this a different way. I'm going to move into a more positive state of mind. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is you need to do to handle it a different way. When you don't play the role that, that society expects you to play, you don't even get acknowledged right now the way things stand here. In our, in our space today. And so what are we teaching people? We're teaching the younger generation and we're teaching our young mothers and um, just everybody really, the business people, that if you if you want time off to just be healthy, if you need to take care of yourself, if you need to handle some things in life, you don't do it until things have become dire and you're now a victim and then we'll listen to you. I know many, many, many moms who and wives who can't get a break at all just to be human, just to take care of themselves. They feel they can't get a break unless they're extremely sick, unless a doctor or somebody says, oh, no, 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 she's so sick or she's so whatever that you had better let her rest, you had better let her take her time off or else, you know, she's, She's going to end up in the hospital. She's going to end up dead. She's going to end up whatever. Well, then it's an issue because now she's a victim. And I think this is spread throughout our entire culture at this point. We don't allow ourselves to stop and take time. In most cases, we don't allow ourselves to step up and enjoy life unless we can explain it from a victim standpoint. Well, I deserve to because this has happened or that's happened. This is how we're seen in our country now. This is how we're acknowledged. And again, I speak of our country in the U.S. because I've not been other places. I also can speak of our country as a place that we're willing to go assist and put our money to and our energy to other victim situations. So when we see a country that's earning less money, that's not got the same lifestyle that we do, that whatever it may be, and we see them as a victim, we're ready to pour our heart, soul, and money out to them. Forget that we're not looking at what needs to be done in our own country first, you know, take care of home first so we can get nice and strong as a people and then have more to give. Whoever is the loudest victim, whoever is the greatest victim, is where the money flows from the U.S. And it's really interesting to me because why aren't we, if we want to have our money flow to different places why do we always wait until it becomes what we see as a massive victim situation why aren't we there before there's an issue why aren't we why aren't we pro hey let's stay strong and healthy so there's no reason to become a victim why aren't we being taught how to not have the situations occur where victim the victim vibration is created or the victim situation is created why are we focusing on on trying to assist the victims rather than on fixing whatever the situation is that's creating the victims i think this is really something to look at and uh <clears throat> you know i i uh wow we're going through time pretty quick today so when I was probably about 30 or so, uh, I was almost 20 years ago, I would say, you know, I part of my um, my reputation or my, I guess, how people saw me as who I was was that I could survive anything. I could bounce back from anything. You couldn't keep me down. You couldn't stop me. I just kept going like the Energizer bunny. And it didn't matter what train hit me, I could bounce back up and keep on going. Well, this is because I had built up such a re, uh, resistance, resistance, resilience, there you go, um, with everything that had happened to me in my youth. And, you know, I, I haven't even begun to talk about what happened to my youth. That's just a few things that, that we kind of grazed over because there's no need to go into it. It's not my identity, what happened to me. You know, it's my identity is the choices that I have made, the things that I've chosen to do aside from those things that have happened to me. They helped create who I am and how I handle things, but they're not me. So the choices that I make, the things that I do, that's my identity. So I don't talk about all of the things that happened that would be seen as, oh, you're a victim, because I don't want that vibration. Um, but I was in a class <clears throat> 18, 20 years ago, something like that, and uh, it was one of these you know self-searching personal development classes that I've taken so many of, And, uh, you know, somebody said something about, wow, you're like Tigger. You just keep bouncing, 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 bouncing. And I always thought that was, I always saw that as one of my strengths. You know, I was always really proud of that. And then one of my teachers just looked at me and she said, you know, they're right. And she didn't look impressed. And I thought, okay. I thought that was a good thing. You know, I'm thinking inside myself, well, I don't understand why I'm getting this look from this lady because she's looking like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm thinking it's a good thing. And so she stopped and she's really, this is one of my main teachers in life and she really just eyeball to eyeball just drilling into my soul and she said, why why do you feel the need to constantly bounce back? How can you ever move forward in your life and achieve what you want if you're busy constantly bouncing back, bouncing back, falling down, bouncing back up, falling down, bouncing back up? Why do you Keep perpetuating this survivor mentality, why don't you just allow yourself to thrive and It really blew my mind because I always thought I'm a survivor like that's a really good thing I'm a survivor. We really tote that as like a badge of honor in our country. you know I'm a survivor, I can survive anything. And so, well, if you can survive anything, that means stuff has to keep happening for you to survive because you've got to perpetuate perpetuate your identity somehow. And so you will continue to attract those situations or you will continue to manifest those situations that allow you to fulfill that label of a survivor. So I stopped using the word survivor and survive and switched to the word thrive And I really looked at why did I feel the need to constantly bounce back from things and let people know how strong I was? Well, because when I was younger, I was never seen, I was never heard, I was never acknowledged really. I mean, I was not, Ooh, what was me? So we're not getting into that vibe. There, there was a reason. The only time in my home that I got acknowledged was if I was a victim or if I was sick. And so for me, Those two things were how I said, hello, I'm here, and look at me overcome them, and people would acknowledge me. And so it wasn't a narcissistic sort of cry for attention. It was merely a human need to be seen. You know, so it wasn't so over the top that people went, God, what's wrong with this woman? But it was kind of weird that stuff kept happening, and I had to keep bouncing back you know, and I never really played up the victim thing, but it was always, oh, there was some reason that stuff was going haywire and whatever. So I was able to look at that survivor mentality versus the thriving mentality. And now what I find is, as we move into that, you know, as I have moved into that thriving mentality more so, stuff still comes up, whatever. Stuff comes up because I'm constantly moving forward. I'm constantly shifting things. I like a lot of movement. And so just like in baseball, You know, the person who has the most home runs also typically has the most, uh, I don't know, baseball, but strikeouts, I guess. (laughs) So they have the record for the most um, good and the most not so good in baseball, you know, because they're swinging at more stuff. And so although I do have a lot of stuff that people may go, God, there's always something happening in your life. That's only if you're looking at think. Are you looking at all the good things that are happening? Because I'm swinging at a lot of balls, right? And so I see that more as that thriving energy. And I don't, although yes, I'm bouncing back, I guess, in some people's eyes for different things, but it's not, it's more of a flow and I don't get caught up in that, oh, what was me thing, you know, not for maybe more than 15 minutes here or there if it's something really bad, but just keep on grooving. There's no bouncing back because if I'm bouncing back, what good is that doing? I'm never getting anywhere. And so I continue to move forward and we really kind of keep that victim vibration out of my home and out of the office that I work in. And and uh, I notice that there are fewer and fewer things coming in that create that victim vibration. I also notice that people don't acknowledge as much when you aren't the victim they don't think you understand they think that you're just cruising through life and you're kind of a slacker because you're not having as much go wrong and you're not having to deal with as much what they're not seeing is that in many cases people who are not victims are creating the situation they're handling the situation before it ever comes about they're keeping a mental state of um of keeping things thriving and moving forward. And, yeah, you may get hit in the head with a ball once in a while, but you kind of shake it off and go, damn, how do I keep that from happening again? Okay, and then refocus on the things that are moving you forward. Really think about what is thought of those people. What's In our country, and probably the world, what is thought of people who are Seemingly just cruising along in the world without a care. The Bill Gates of the world or, you know, the whoever, whoever it may be, the, you know, you have like the, the royal family and princess die kind of is an interesting uh, one to look at because, because she had uh, that vibe of the victim thing going on a little bit and I'm not trashing princess Di. You know, but she did have, we created a story for her that created, she's like this, you know, Cinderella story and whatnot. And and the royal family was just kind of cruising without a care. And so they were kind of the bad guys, and she was the heroine in that story. And, you know, in a lot of people's perspectives, now I don't know the ins and outs of those people, okay, but I can see just looking at the situation and the way the world resonated with it, the royal family was kind of the bad guys and she was held up on a pedestal and though she did a whole lot of good stuff and that was fabulous i would be willing to bet if you looked at the history of the royal family they probably have too you know they probably have their own trials and tribulations they just don't put it out there for the world the world hasn't created that story for them because they believe they're rich and powerful and and they couldn't possibly understand regular people and maybe they couldn't i don't know but <clears throat> it's um it's sort of just different points of view. So we do have a caller who would like to um come on the air. So area code six four six, I'm gonna go ahead and pull you over and please tell us your name. Hi, my name is Cara. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I this is actually my first time calling in. Oh yay. And, well thank uh, you. <laughs> thank you.
1: I see you're from Sedona so it's like oh very um, very intuitive
0: yeah 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 it called me away from Florida <clears throat> it's a beautiful beautiful space out here and uh, I actually live in Flagstaff so right now I'm coming to you from Flagstaff and I work mm. in Sedona which is about 45 minutes away and uh, so I go down into the desert to work and I live up in the woods and the mountains so it's kind of a neat blend and uh But yeah, Sedona is quite the power place if you happen to be intuitive or a healer or something. It's pretty intense. Have you ever been there?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't, but I I hopefully will make my way shortly or soon within the next year or so, you know?
0: You know, it is Um, worth it. It's so worth it. There's no, literally, there is no other place like it on earth. It's amazing. And the beauty is just amazing. And so. I could talk about that all day, <laughs> but uh, so so well, what brings you I to think, our little cubby hole in Blog Talk Land?
1: Well, I was inquiring about um, I guess
0: in regards
1: to if you pick up energy, and if so, I wanted to know what kind of energy are you picking up regarding myself and my
0: mate Sean? Okay. All righty. Um, well, give me something, just give me a little more to connect to, like where are you guys from or, or just anything so I have a little more um, you talking um, a little more and I'll focus in on your energy because I don't automatically do that unless somebody asks. I'm from New
1: York and um, I'm looking forward to a beautiful birthday next month. Um,
0: (laughs) So, okay, so tell me your first name again. I'm sorry. It was breaking up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So what I'm feeling is I'm feeling a little bit of tension. um, And it feels to me, so it feels like there are some choices there to be made right now, possibly some, uh, it feels as if there are opportunities kind of knocking at your door I don't know if you see them as opportunities necessarily, um, but there are some things, and if they aren't there yet, they're coming. Just know that. So um, I feel like you're sort of at a, I kind of see you standing in the middle of a crossroads, you know, deciding which way to go. And it feels like it's a little um, intense at the moment about which way to go. So are you feeling any of that or no? Because it may be that, uh, that that's what's happening. Yes. Okay. I, I'm doing that. I... Okay. <laughs> so do you have a specific question? And what I can do, what I do is I speak with your guardian angels, and they have a bigger picture of your best interests and all that. And so do you have a specific question that we can just ask them for a, perhaps a yes or no? Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, my question for my guardian angels is what really what I want is, Clarity because she and I we care about each other, I know that you know I really care about him, and I know he cares about me. That's not the problem, but I think the issue is um there are things that need to be said I mean besides the are I feel like a friend of mine is trying to interfere indirectly with my relationship with him, okay, and she's lying about it but keep feeling that and I'm like why do I keep feeling it because I have to trust my intuition
0: yeah you know? so your intuition is is pretty good you have pretty good uh gut gut feelings and what you perceive and you get a lot of stuff in dreams too don't you you know what I haven't for years but starting like maybe but like two
1: weeks ago it was like every day and I was like oh my god yeah. what am I why am I dreaming this
0: you're getting yeah. messages I mean, like, through your dreams I'm being told pretty clearly and I am hearing to trust your instincts. And I'm hearing, um, wow, <laughs> yeah, so I'm hearing this crossroad that you're at is kind of a deciding, it's almost like a deciding who stays in your life and who doesn't, and it's very, I mean, like I almost see you there kind of shaking with the energy of it. It is it is very intense, and so it's you really having to decide which road are you going to go down, which which path do you want to travel forward to? So you want to look at your situation as where do I want to go to? You know, well, and... and go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> and uh, and I think you know, you uh, my feel is to really look at your relationship with this person that you think is lying, and and really get what do you feel about it and you really need to go with your feelings because they're not going to be 100% with you. I'm feeling um, um, envy, like jealousy, envy kind of vibration. And yes. I feel like there's a feeling of being left behind, and they'll do almost anything to keep that from happening. And so are you kind of... I almost get the feeling that there's... Um, there's just a lot of confusion at work here. Like things could be said and done that would be life altering for you. And this other person wouldn't be giving it as much thought in the long term. They're not thinking long term and the damage that could be done to you.
1: Are we referring to Sean or are we referring to Blair?
0: Um, Blair. Yeah.
1: It's, it is Blair because she did something to me in the past, and I just told Sean. I said, you know, she did something with someone I was with, you know, I cared deeply about, and you know, she lied about it, and I, I found out, and I and I left the two of them alone—not Sean, but the the, the previous mm-hmm. guy, Joe. Right. And the thing is that Joe was Blair's husband's best friend. Well, he still is but i never told her husband because i didn't want to break up the friendship.
0: Mhm. Yeah, i think it's just a time for you to decide does that friendship go away now or not because it's affecting your life and it's going to continue affecting your life not in a positive manner. So it's just deciding um which is more important your relationship or that person being in your life because they I don't see them stopping that. I see that every time you get a relationship that begins to get really good, I see them coming in and intervening in whatever way they can. So um, I think that's part of the crossroads.
1: And that's what I realized. I mean, I never showed her, you know, she just so happened to meet him at a party, uh, Mm Sean. This was the end of May. Long story short. Um, I didn't go because I wanted to stay home. She ended up going. I didn't know she was going to the party. So it turns out because the venue is very, very small, so small, it's <laughs> it's called an apartment, and it really is a small apartment. <laughs> so, you know, um, I spoke with her like two days after the fact, and the thing is, the next day, he called me after the party, he called me before I went to work, and he was like, I have a gift for you, and he gave me a ring And it was really sweet You know I was a little um, Surprised But then You know I was like That's that's nice Thank you And The day after Which was the following Sunday She and I were talking And I was like I think he was there Because he never Was descriptive in regards To where he went But I already knew Where he was going
0: mm-hmm.
1: He's a Scorpio So I already understand That already That dynamic But um, <laughs> She told me She was like Well He's very good friends with the DJ, and she was like, well, there were two guys. There was a tall guy, brown skin. She described him to a T, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that I felt that she spoke to him. That's what I picked up initially. I was like, well, be he talking to anyone? And she was like, uh, well, I didn't really. I'm like, mm-hmm. but you just described him to a T, so clearly you spoke to him.
0: Well, and what I'm hearing for you is to um, trust your instincts and that it's time for you to make some decisions or else this is going to continue over and over again in just in your pattern. So, um that's that's the feel I get is that you're needing to <clears throat> you know, possibly just break away from that energy altogether um and and really focus on your relationship if that's what you want to do. And uh it does feel like you're coming to a whatever this birthday is, um how old will you be on this birthday? is it do a I seven year on air? <laughs> no you don't what i'll tell you is <laughs> yeah, every seven years objecting. every seven years we go through a new cycle and so you're approaching a new cycle whether it's halfway between that seven year mark or into a new seven year mark and um you can do the math yourself so you know 7 14 21 you know i'm 7, I'm, 14, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, so. I'm turning 40 okay okay so you're just about halfway through one So you'll start that shift into the next cycle. And so things are going to begin changing. And so that's actually a really powerful cycle you're in and a more powerful one you're moving into. And you're not going to take any shit anymore. You're going to just move forward. Yeah. And so you you just need to compassionately go with that. You have the tendency to be able to go a little overboard with it. And you don't necessarily want to do that. You want to keep that balance in your life. That's important or else you spiral out of control. So, um, yeah, so I do need to, um, I need to get back to our topic. And uh, are you good? I just wanted to ask you one question. I'm not trying to get them. Right.
1: He's not interested in her, and that's what I feel. But I just wanted a little confirmation from my guardian angel.
0: Um, I don't feel like, I feel like uh, she could get to him if she wanted to, but that it would be in sort of, I am, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. That he's necessarily interested. I feel like she could get to him in, um, an when he's in either an altered state, like he's been drinking or whatever, or if he's feeling like a victim, <clears throat> oddly enough, it just so happens to fit, you know, sometimes when we're feeling like that victim, when we're feeling, um, less thing? than and vulnerable and that kind of thing. Um, I feel like she could she could get through to him then, in those situations, and I think she would take advantage of that of that situation, so just kind of removing her from the situation if possible and not feeding much energy to her because that's what she's getting that energetic charge off of of the energy that goes towards it, okay,
1: so has she seen him afterwards
0: after they I, I don't know. Uh... I don't know. I know that I don't feel like anything has occurred, you know, okay. and I don't feel like he necessarily has a desire for it to. I don't feel like that, you know. So just, um, you know, stepping away from that situation would probably be a really good idea, but that's for you guys to handle, you know, and and uh, just not allowing her to have access to the situation and not allowing her to, or at least making him aware, you know. Guys, a lot of times, are just oblivious, and they don't have a clue. (laughs) And so if we just calmly make them aware of, hey, you know, this is what's going on, and, you know, in whatever way feels right to you, at whatever time feels right to you, you know. And uh, just don't make that big a deal about it, because you're feeding energy to it when you make a big deal about it. You know? Okay. So that's so, a little code. I I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. So I'm going to um go ahead and switch back to the topic because we just have about seventeen minutes left. And uh sure. thank you so much for calling in and listening and I'm thank so glad you. to have you with us. And I hope you enjoyed thank the you. rest of the show. All right, good luck to you. Bye. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. So, okay, so, you know, I love when people call in and not that I want to do a whole show of readings, but it's nice just to tap into that once in a while. So I appreciate that caller. And uh, I do want to let you guys know, too, that you can follow me on Facebook, Truth Light. The link to it is, uh, if you go to um, the page for for me on this show and blog talk, the link for Facebook is right next to it. Just click on it and you can follow the show. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, you can find me at mysticaltruth.com, which is... In the process of becoming a real grown-up website, but it's functional for right now. And you can also find me at Sacred Light of Sedona uh, in Sedona. It's the center on Highway 179. Or you can go to sacredlightofsedona.com, see what classes we have going on. I do phone readings, all of those kinds of things. Um, Happy to to oblige, however I may. So we're going to get back to, with the last 15 minutes or so of the show, we're going to get back to our topic and... Um, how do we get past this victim thing? Because what's happened is it's actually become such a big part of our of our uh, environment that we don't even realize, you know, I'll have people argue night and day with, I'm not a victim, I'm not a victim, but yet it's my boss is working me to death, I can't get a day off, I can't this, I can't that, oh, woe is me, I'm so tired, I, I'm broke all the time, I... It'd be great if I had money, but I don't. And all of these things, you know, thank God it's Friday. And it's not a woohoo, thank God it's Friday. It's thank God it's Friday because the rest of the week is so horrible, you know. And so all of these things that we just casually say off the cuff are all victim vibrations. Oh, woe is you. You have to work all week. Well, if you didn't have a job and you didn't have to work all week, it would be, oh, what well, was you? You can't get a job. So it's assessing where we're putting our energy. If you're seeing things as a victim, it means there is, a, is someone or something that you see as a victimizer because you can't have a victim without a victimizer. So what are you seeing as the one who is victimizing you? And is it legitimate? Now, there are legitimate what we would call victims, right? When um, when the firefighters passed away out here in Arizona a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> I would say their families are victims of something that has occurred. How they choose to handle it, I don't know because I'm not in touch with them and, and I don't know them, but... Um, I would say legitimately, we would say, okay, those people just had a big old wallop in the head from the universe, and wow, their lives have just shifted in a big way. Um, Now, notice I don't necessarily say the firemen were victims, because I have a different perspective of death than most people, because I work with people on the other side who have passed, and, and so for me, I don't necessarily see that as being a victim, because... They knowingly went into these fires. They understood, and I don't mean, oh, they knew what could happen. I don't mean that by any means. Respectfully, I say, they were very well trained. They understood the things that could happen, and they were brave enough to put themselves in that situation to try and make a difference. That is not the quality of a victim. I would never dishonor them, in my opinion, by calling them victims. The families, the people that are experiencing The stuff afterwards that's difficult and although yes they were the families of and they probably understood and they're still here to deal with it and that's rough is it something to carry the rest of their lives if it were me I would prefer not to you know but that's a situation where okay we could probably use that word you know do we have to see do we always have to see people we would define as victims with pity I don't think so. I don't think that really helps them, do you? I mean, we're, again, we're back to that glob of pity energy that we're putting like Play Doh on them, just lead filled yuck Play Doh that we're sticking into their vibration, going, oh, you poor victim here, have some toxins, you know? And do we really do anything to lend a hand up and out of this situation, or do we just give them pity? <clears throat> this doesn't help anybody. It lends to that victim energy. It lends to holding them down. We can acknowledge without having to pity. We've not really been taught how to do that. You can listen. You can just listen. Let it come out. Let them talk about it and say, wow, that's a lot to go through. I really, really feel for you. And what can I do to assist you up and out of the situation? What can I do to assist you in moving forward? What do you need from me? To make a change. Because otherwise, if you're not assisting the thriving, then you're not really assisting them. So, looking at our lives, how we see other people that we consider victims, and who do we consider victims? You know, it's becoming just widespread. We consider everybody a victim, everybody's a victim of something. It's insane. No, we have experiences. And if you feel that there are victims of this or that or the other, don't necessarily... You know, focusing on the person who is the end result doesn't help change the situation. Focus your efforts on shifting what's happening to create these victims if you want to make a change. And I'm not saying ignore the people that you see as victims. I'm saying if you really want to make a difference, widen your scope, widen your perspective, these are experiences people have had. That's that. You know, nature isn't out to get you. You you can, yes, be a, quote, victim of a tornado, an earthquake, or whatever. You are somebody who lived in an area when the earth needed to release some pressure or this occurrence happened and you happened to be there at the time. yes. Now you may need some assistance up and out of that situation. But do you really want to be seen as a victim? Or do you want to be seen as somebody who goes, oh, crap, that stunk. I was in this area when the earth exploded, and now I have to rebuild everything. Okay, you're still here to rebuild everything. That's good. And, you know, you can feel compassion. Compassion does not equal uh, pity. Compassion is, I love you unconditionally, I feel for you, I'm empathizing with you, what can I do? Or I'm empathizing with you and you have my love and support. It doesn't have anything to do with pity. Compassion and pity do not go hand in hand in any way, shape or form. Compassion is being of service, what can I do to help? Even if it's only standing 10,000 miles away going, you know what, I believe in you. You can do this. It doesn't equal pity. And so really getting the difference between pity and compassion is very important for us right now as people who are offering and as people who are needing to accept. Because do you really want to be acknowledged in pity? As the person who is receiving that acknowledgement as the mother who can only get a break if she's about to collapse, if her back goes out, if she's in the hospital with whatever, the businessman who can only get a break if he's breaking down in some manner or there's some tragedy at home or something. People in our everyday life, if the only way we can get the acknowledgement of our fellow human beings is to be pitied, then what are we feeding? Because every form of energy that you put into someone else's energy field is like you're, you're investing in their bank account and what you put out comes back to you, right? So if you feel the need to pity, you're going to feel the need to be pitied. And that's a really dangerous cycle to get stuck in. So just some things to think about, you know, what is it that you would really like to experience and, There are some healthier perspectives like compassion, understanding, belief in one another, understanding that if we can put energy towards shifting out of things that are occurring at the source of the occurrence, you know, if we focused on um, helping people through whatever it is that's creating the problem that creates the victim, Then wouldn't that be more of a benefit? Wouldn't it be more beneficial to look at the solution for hunger, as in what we can do as communities to grow and sustain and offer food to people who need it in our communities, than it would be to go, oh my God, we just have to donate tons of money to the starving people? And none of that money, if we took that money that we put into starving people around the world, around the US, around whatever, and instead put it into a solution-based situation, the money would do something. It would go to more than just feeding them crap grains that are GMO-filled and toxin-filled and have the nutrients sucked out of them to creating a sustainable situation that can help feed the people in each community that need it. We don't even think about that. That's not where our money goes. Oh, no, we have to help the people who are in dire straits right now except that what you're doing doesn't really help. Follow the money. See where it goes. Does it really do anything to help? Carry carry a couple of cases of of something canned goods the kind that pop off tops, right? Or some kind of water or something and when you see somebody on the street, offer them one. There you go. You're helping to feed. You're helping to make a difference. And Don't do it in a, oh, you poor, pathetic thing. Do it in a, here you go, brother, I've got this, let me share it with you, have a nice day. You've probably just done more by offering a can of whatever to this person, whatever it is you choose to offer, or a bottle of water, or whatever it may be. You've probably made more of a difference than 25 people donating money to a place that will only help this person if they choose to feel like a victim. And we have only a few minutes, and you know what? I'm actually going to take our meditation time away because you need to get this. When I was down and out, supposedly, right, and I was a single mom with two kids, and I was homeless and couldn't feed my kids, the only way I could get help for my kids was to be seen as a victim, which I didn't want to be because I knew if i fell into the victim energy i couldn't get myself up and out and back into a regular life because you're forever a victim then once you're really entrenched in that energy if i went to the food banks and i asked for help or asked anybody for help i had to i had to have the biggest sob story i had to no matter how i felt about things i had to accept jesus into my heart as my savior i had to jump through whatever hoops they wanted me to jump through so a lot of times the people that you see on the street who are hungry and having a difficult time are there and you, you may say, well, there's all kinds of help for them. Well, you know what? There's all kinds of help for them if they want to go, yes, I'm a poor, pathetic loser and I'll do anything you say if you'll just give me a piece of bread and possibly a cot that maybe I can stay on for a few hours. You have no idea unless you've been there. So next time you pass somebody on the street, instead of seeing them as pathetic or or whatever, if they're not going for help, it's perhaps because they don't want to be seen as a victim. And that's not everybody, but that's a lot of them. They don't want to go in there. They don't want to be seen as a victim. They'll make it on their own. They're fine. Thank you very much. And so it's not up to us to judge whether they're, oh, poor victim, let's help them. It's, you know what, there's somebody who probably could use a bottle of water. How about I give them one? There's somebody who maybe could use some extra food. You know, maybe at the grocery store, buy a couple of different cans of things that have, you want to make sure it's the pop-off top because there's not a can opener just in everybody's pocket, you know. Something that's easily accessible and just hand them a can of something. Hand them something with compassion. in order to do it because in a lot of cases people, they get dragged into having to be a victim in order to try and get out of being a victim. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how we approach this this whole thing in our country. And really look at the stuff that your your children are watching on TV, that you're watching on TV, the books you're reading, the conversations you're having. If it's all like a bitch fest, You are entrenching yourself in a victim vibration. If it's all, yeah, screw the man, screw the boss, screw the whatever, you know, what are you saying to yourself? Where are you putting yourself? Instead, try an attitude of gratitude. That's the way out of victimhood. If that victim vibration is, what are you grateful for? Gratitude and compassion cannot coexist with the victim vibration. And you cannot thrive in life and appreciate and enjoy and really experience life to the fullest if you feel in any way, shape, or form that victim vibration. So when I was speaking to the police in Orlando at 16, I already had this to such a degree that they didn't believe, despite the fact that I was beaten head to toe, they didn't believe anything bad had happened to me because I refused to buy into their victim bullshit. Excuse my language. Sorry, parents for the kids, but you know what? They probably hear worse. So I refused to give into it, and I was, I was treated like the criminal, and I could get into a victim vibration about that too, right? Or I could just say, isn't it odd that a 16-year-old was able to handle the situation maybe a little better and a little more uh a little more uh balanced you know if I wasn't acting like a victim they weren't going to help me and this is the way it is in our society and they also never went after the people who did anything to me by the way because I wasn't behaving the way they thought and they didn't think it would do any good anyway so I could get caught up in that as well And that could hold me back forever or I could move on in my life and say, wow, I learned a lot of life lessons out of that and I'm going to keep going. So it's completely our choice. That victim vibration, you can submerse yourself in it or you can detach from it and attach to something else. Submerse yourself into something positive. You don't have to be a victim to move forward. You can just keep moving forward and never have to deal with the victim part at all. So remember, gratitude and compassion are the two go-tos when you feel that victim vibration around you. We're just about out of time. I want to thank you all for joining us, and I'm thrilled with the listenership we're getting. It's fabulous. Um, MysticalTruth.com, SacredLightOfSedona.com, and uh, and I would be happy to work with you any way I can. I do life coaching as well, and uh, I thank you all. Have a great day.